Good afternoon. We're back with another episode of the Sean Mo Hoops podcast. I'm pleased to have Drew Russell, the Executive VP of Properties and Media Assets at Intersport, who's making his second appearance on the podcast. Drew, how are you doing today? We're hanging in there as best we can, Sean. I appreciate you uh, having me back on. Yeah, so last, I guess the first time we had you was in the spring of 2019. You were getting ready to kick off um, the three-on-three event or maybe it was 2018, I can't even remember the years anymore, but we were talking about the three-on-three event. Now, college basketball has arrived uh, finally after it was canceled in March, no NCAA tournament. And while college basketball kicks off on Wednesday, I think it really kicks off on Thanksgiving with the big matchup that really everybody's going to be turning into is number one Gonzaga and number six Kansas. And this game is one of uh, several that will be taking place in Fort Myers, at the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, Fort Myers tip-off, which your company put together. So I wanted to have you on and, and kind of talk about how you're able to get a game like this to really kick off the college basketball season. Yeah, it's been a wild couple months, obviously not only for us, but for, but for everybody. And uh, I think it's interesting, you know, we went through the whole college football uh it's on, it's not on, it's it's off, it's not off. And then college basketball emerged and I think everybody said, "Oh, everybody's everybody's together. We all have, we have got we've got a plan." Uh there was a group that was put together to put that plan. And boy, it's been it's been wild uh in terms of the the non-conference piece of it. And I think that has uh created a lot of angst for people, but fortunately for us at Intersport, it created opportunity. We've been running the Rocket Mortgage Fort Myers uh, tip-off for for three years now, and to be able to to boast a field of number one Gonzaga, number six Kansas, Auburn, and St. Joe's in year three is an incredible trajectory for the event, and and something that we're really excited about. And our partners at Fox, their willingness to to move it to the big uh, network in advance of the Cowboys game on Thanksgiving Day, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be a good day at college hoops. So, yeah, you mentioned year three and going back to 2018, you had, you know, teams, Richmond, Loyola, Chicago, Wyoming, BC, and even year three, um, which I know you put together in place really a year in advance. So you had Wisconsin and some other schools scheduled to attend, but, you know, what was kind of the process for talking to a Gonzaga or talking to a Kansas and when, when do you, when did you kind of approach those schools and was it difficult to, kind of convince them to come to Florida and play a tournament to kick off yeah. the season. Yeah. First off, I, I should say I'm, I'm, I'm in a unique position where I got to get to sit back and act as a consultant or a consigliere of some sort. Uh, we hired uh, a, a guy by the name of Mark Starziak a few years ago um, to help run this tournament. Mark had come, um, from a decade uh, working the Maui Invitational. Uh, so that was one of the impetuses of him bringing him on board is, hey, we want to go get the guy that has run the best tournament in the business for a decade. He also ran the McDonald's All-America game. So this is a lot of this credit goes to him and the work he put towards building this. We tried long and hard to keep that original field together. It was Wisconsin. It was Butler. Colorado, uh, South Florida. I think each one of those programs 
had different needs throughout. I think uh, as as this college scheduling landscape changed and, and there were different priorities and needs, I think Colorado was the first to say we not, aren't necessarily sure whether we can participate in this. Uh, Butler, you know, for financial reasons, had to make some decisions. Wisconsin and South Florida stuck through. And, and the first process was how do we try to find replacements? And that was just basically contacting to every contacting as many head coaches, ADs, director of basketball operations that we could to see what could happen there. And we had so many different machinations uh, throughout the course of, of those couple weeks. Uh, and then slowly things started to become more clear. And really the tipping point was when the Big Ten protocols came into place and, and, and a lot of those folks wanted to stay home and run their own tournaments. And I think that's one of the unique things that's happened here is, is universities like Kentucky in the past have run their own tournaments uh, and, and, and done on-campus things. Um, there are dozens of programs that are doing that this year. Um, and that's really what happened on the Big Ten side. So we weren't sure for a couple weeks whether or not anything was going to happen at all, whether or not we were going to be able to have a tournament. A lot of tournaments have fallen apart throughout this for this particular mm-hmm. year. And the, the so the first tipping point was Wisconsin knowing that we had to make some additional moves. The second tipping point was understanding that the ESPN bubble uh, wasn't necessarily going to come off as planned because of various testing protocols and procedures. And Mark sent a, just a, a text um, to Sean Lester, who's the associate AD uh, at Kansas, and it was more like, hey, we know you were planning to come to Orlando. We're just down the road in Fort Myers. We are an independent event. We've got our own testing procedures and protocols in place. Is there, is, would, would there be interest? And he shot a note right back and said, hey, let's talk. And they really brought Gonzaga to the table as well. And, uh, and, and Gonzaga brought Auburn to the table. <laughs> And then, and then we went out and, and secured St. Joe's to be the final piece of the puzzle. And, and everybody, every team, that's what I don't, I don't think people understand the nuance that goes into scheduling these events, even in a normal year. But there are so many things that programs are looking for. Some are looking for exposure. Some want to be on ESPN. Some want to be with their partner at Fox. Others, wanna, others want, you know, certain tra- travel accommodations maintained. So, other people want certain RPIs or nets, I should say net rankings at this point, uh, established for, for certain opponents. So putting all those pieces together was, was, was interesting, but couldn't be happier for our partners at Rocket Mortgage who have been with us from the start and are going to reap the benefits of that. Couldn't be happier for, for Fox and their willingness to participate and jump in. But it all started with a text and, and it shows that, that, uh, if you keep grinding on this thing, and that's what Mark has done such a great job on, if you keep grinding and you know the business and you know the industry. And by the way, uh, another one of our staff members I'll talk about is Ken Mara, who is, we call him Dr. Ken Mara now because he has done all the dirty work as it relates to testing and protocols and putting that plan in place. And, and quite frankly, we wouldn't be talking to anybody if we hadn't done that legwork on the front end. Yeah, I was going to ask about the testing protocols. How, how long in advance or I assume this has probably been an ongoing discussion of how do you have this event. Um, so how long have kind of those, I guess, discussions been going on of, you know, what testing to do and, and how to actually 
have this event kick off? We started digging around in in the summer. Um, that's when we finally convinced ourselves we're not getting out of this anytime soon. <laughs> uh, and I'll tell you, we're uh, we've got a pretty good relationship with the guys over at TBT and, and Jonathan Mugar over there. And to see what they did with the TBT this summer was actually, we feel like they're a better comparison uh, for us than necessarily what the NBA is doing or Major League Baseball did or the NHL. So I wouldn't say we, 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 didn't, we didn't really consult with them deeply or borrow there, but they were sort of the impetus. They were, they were sort of the model for us to say, all right, if they can do it, we need to, we need to figure it out ourselves. And, um, and we've, we've, we've gone through that process. And we've also worked with our partners uh, at Lee County, Jeff Melke down at Lee County, uh, who's a big partner of ours in, in Fort Myers, has helped us connect with the, with the right institutions down there. And, and we feel like we've got a, a really good, good plan in place. Now we just have to hope that everybody gets down there healthy. I think once, at, once everybody's down there, I think we're in good shape, but we got to get everybody down there. <laughs> so it's yeah, still, I know we're right still now, you know, we're still testing and shutting down and everything's changing every day. But I know once everybody's down there, uh, you know, the, the event should be fun. Uh, Suncoast Credit Arena, probably the nicest, uh, I guess, community college arena in the country, uh, which I was able to go to when they started the City of Palms Classic there a few years ago. Um, and I know we talked about Kansas and Gonzaga, but Auburn, they have uh, Sharif Cooper coming in, and even St. Joe's has a guy, Ryan Daly, who, you know, you might be looking at for the three-on-three tournament down the road. So, you know, still a lot of talent um, throughout the whole tournament, but kind of moving on a week afterwards, another game you guys put together, um, at least right now, number one, Gonzaga, number two, Baylor in Indianapolis. Um, you know, what? how did you kind of get the two top teams to – agree to meet up. Yeah. Again, I'll, I'll credit, I'll credit our guy, Mark Starziak. Um, he had, he had developed and, and built a relationship during this time with Indianapolis. Uh, they had been looking for a bubble and they're looking at variety of solutions, which is one of the reasons why I think the NCAA is going to be successful. They just got such a strong sports commission and organization down there. I think they're going to be successful in terms of doing the tournament down there, even though a lot of the details aren't, aren't finalized. Uh, but he was having the discussions there. And then we also have a really strong relationship with CBS. Fox is our partner on Fort Myers tip-off. But, uh, you know, Mark in his previous position prior to Intersport, he he organized and helped launch the CBS Sports Classic. And we now oversee that as well. Uh, he's brought that in-house for us. So it's a busy December, busy late November, December for us. But uh, CBS had been had been talking to those universities and uh, and we were having conversations with them as well. And we were able to put uh, that'll be the opening to CBS's uh, college basketball slate. Uh, and it's uh, it's a good it's a it's a really nice opportunity for us. And then, like I mentioned, a couple weeks later, the 19th. So that'll be December 5th and the 19th of December, uh, we will have uh, uh, North Carolina, Kentucky, Ohio State and UCLA as part of the CBS Sports Classic in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, so it's, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun December for us at Intersport. Yeah. I mean, I think it'll be fun for everybody just getting college basketball back. Um, because you were kind of on, on both ends. I know in March really getting ready for 
Atlanta and running the three on three tournament, uh, the slam dunk three point shootout, all that. Um, you know, how crazy was it? I guess in early March, even maybe late February, where news is starting starting to trickle in, and you know, you guys are starting to hear of things getting canceled. Kind of how crazy was that time period for you guys? Yeah, it's. I'll, I'll never forget that time period. I, most of us won't. Uh, it's going to be one of those kind of seminal moments that we always think back to. Uh, but I, you know what? When I think back on it, I think about some of the ridiculous theories and some of the things that I was thinking and trying to accomplish during that time, knowing where we are and where we sit right now. Uh, I'll never forget sitting back and, I mean, just talking about we had a, we had an incredible setup uh, for three-on-three uh, at Atlantic Station down in Atlanta. Uh, we also were prepared to go with State Farm Arena for college for college. And I remember saying like, oh, well, you know, e- even if even if the NCAA says they're not going to have fans in attendance, as long as the local community is OK with having fans in attendance, we'll we'll have fans in attendance. And then I'll, I'll never forget at a certain point saying, all right, well, now I know we're not going to have fans in attendance because Atlanta had sort of shut down. And I said, well, we're, we're still going to be able to be on. TV. So let's go find a gym somewhere and, and we'll transition this to a gym somewhere. And I'm like, you know, then I think about it now. I'm like, how ridiculous was that? We, we didn't have a chance to do any of that type of stuff. So it was, it was interesting. And, and obviously the moment that I knew it was done was when I was, we were supposed to have a couple planning calls about some new venues and some other ways that we were going to approach the final four activities and when the Rudy Gobert thing went down, uh, I, I remember I was watching the ACC tournament and the, and, the, and the Rudy Gobert thing went down. And when I saw them, you know, start pulling teams off, I'm like, we're done. This is, this is it. It's none of this is happening. And that's why I wasn't surprised when things, you know, when the conference tournament, I couldn't believe the conference tournaments were going on at that point. Yeah. Um, because I didn't, and I, I say that not because I felt like we had additional news. I say that because I felt like it wasn't in the best interests of the NCAA of the tournament to have those conference tournaments if you're going to still host a tournament. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but once that happened, I knew we were done, and 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 that was that was devastating. We put these these events; they don't they don't happen overnight. You put months of work into them, and we had an incredible setup for all of our all of our opportunities. So. We're excited to get back after it this year. We think we understand the testing protocols. And while we may not have to have be able to have full attendance in place, we do expect and anticipate to be able to have the events uh, in Indianapolis around Final Four. Yeah, it'll be you know interesting to see how things go. I know there'll need to be a lot of flexibility as the season progresses, but um, I know pretty much everybody will be excited on Wednesday to, to watch some watch some games after the NBA and TBT, but finally getting college basketball back. And then obviously Thursday uh, for the big one on Fox with the Gonzaga and Kansas. So that'll be fun. And I mean, you know, feel like a final four matchup um, in Florida. So can't wait for that. I know it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, We're not supposed to, we're we're not supposed to have rooting interest as the promoters, but you know, I'd like to keep Gonzaga in that number one position for that Baylor matchup the next week. The problem is, is I don't think it's Gonzaga we necessarily have to worry about. It's Baylor's gauntlet that they have to run <laughs> through prior to that game. 
that is going to be challenging. I think that's cool, though. I think it's cool that programs are looking to do different things. Uh, you know, for all the fans out there, and I, I'm a fan as well, I think we all just have to be patient and understand this is going to be a lot like college football where there's going to be changes, there's going to be cancellations, there's going to be things that happen throughout, and we're just going to have to roll with it. If we get any type of season, we should be, we should be excited about that, and we should, be, uh, we should be proud of that. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, I know you, you're a busy guy, so thank you for, for coming on and safe travels down to Florida. I know it'll be uh, nice and warm down in Fort Myers, but hopefully everything will be uh, safe and healthy down there. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, Sean. Thanks for having us on, and I hope uh, hope to see you uh, in the future here at one of these events or the Final Four. That'd be a good thing. Uh, that would be great. I mean, I had uh, I was ready to come to Atlanta, so uh, <clears throat> you know, really haven't seen live basketball or in person basketball since you know at some point in March. So we'll be excited to to get back at whatever level that is. But appreciate you coming on, and, and best of luck in Fort Myers, Indianapolis, and everything else you guys have going on. Great. Talk soon.